0: Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. And on this podcast, we have honest, explicit, yet wholesome conversations about sex, pleasure, and the joy of connection come on over to pleasuremechanics.com where you will find all of the resources that we have been generating for you since 2006. You'll find our complete podcast archive of over 460 episodes that you can search by keyword or go to our sex index for some of our most popular episodes sorted by topic. Or go to pleasuremechanics.com free and get enrolled in our free online course that puts you in direct email correspondence with us. And you can hit reply on any email you receive from us and be directly in our inbox and in conversation with us. I also wanted to remind folks of a few other ways you can participate in this conversation because this podcast, 460 episodes deep, uh, we've been doing this over 16 years in community and conversation with you all. So not only have we always had an open email box, and I've been in email correspondence with some of y'all for 10 plus years. Um, And I love the updates and anniversary cheers as we get. And it means so much to me when I hear not only your wins, but also your struggles and that you trust us to share some of your most vulnerable stories. And we're aware of how complex our lives are only because we speak honestly with one another, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to this podcast. And please do leave a review because it really helps us understand what is landing for you. And also helps the show be discovered by new listeners and expands our family table uh, all around the world. And Spotify, if you listen on Spotify, just released a new feature where you can respond directly to each episode and let us know what you think. Uh, Let us know how that episode uh, struck you and landed for you. And be in dialogue with us this way. Um, And then in the courses, in all of our online courses, we have open comments. And so in a very granular way, um, the comments are a place you can talk to us about our strategies and techniques and practices that we work on together, and what works for you, and what your aha moments were, And over time, that is a rich source of communal erotic wisdom uh, for one another as you read one another's comments and are in dialogue with one another, but also for us as we gather your perspectives on things and we hear the patterns in your questions. And this is how we come back to you week after week and have these conversations on the show. Yes? So leave us comments, leave us reviews, uh, get into the Spotify feature where you're responding to each episode and also share this podcast, like be in conversation in your own life. Uh, If an episode really resonates for you, don't listen to it alone, send it to a friend, send it to your partner. Um, I love hearing about how you are listening to this show and the conversations you're having around it Um, and be in conversation with your friends and lovers and community about what you hear here, hear, hear, (laughs) here, and then get back to us and let us know what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Yes. So thank you for being here and for being in conversation with us and onwards towards episode 500, which I'm starting to scheme about because it's on the horizon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I think there at least needs to be a very big cake for Mm. I might have you sit in and speaking of (laughs) cake sitting so on today's (laughs) episode we wanted to talk about mismatched kink mismatched kink we hear a lot about mismatched libido Mm -hmm. right and I think even that term and mentality is kind of very flawed uh but that's a whole nother episode mismatched kink I think really reminds us that um my kinks are not your kinks and that you might be in a relationship and start opening up these conversations or taking the pleasure mechanics kink course or listening to the podcast and discussing it with your lover and realize that you have some interests, desires, fantasies that are very mismatched with your partner. And what do you do then? Like, is that a dead end? Um, Is that a deal breaker? What are creative ways to work with mismatched kink? Mm. And to get out of the mentality where it's actually a problem at all and remember that we all have mismatched kink.
1: Well, we all have mismatched everything. <laughs> right. like, I think that's normal. Like this idea yeah. that like mismatched libido you were saying, like literally it's expected that every single person will have a different experience and a different need and desire for sex, for conversation, mm-hmm. for... for touch, for cuddling, for time outside, solo Mm -hmm. time. Like, I think we should normalize the idea that we all are our own individual people that Mm. have different needs around every single one of these ways of being human. And so... Most if you have two people in a relationship, expect that you'll have different desires and capacities and interest in sex, and that you would have different interest in kink.
0: And as in sex, as in all things, right? Like, we extend that out, and it's like, how often do you want to eat out? How often do you like seeing movies? Mm -hmm. Do you prefer movies in the theater or at home, cozy on the couch, right? Um, And we negotiate these all of these differences within all of the different relationships we have, our most intimate partners and our friends, families, sisters, brothers, right? Like co-workers. And somehow there's been a narrative that within the bedroom, you have to be uber-duber compatible and nothing mismatched or else you're doomed, right? And this is kind of the fear a lot of us have. And even exploring in the first place, even in asking for what we want, we hear all the time, right, we've been teaching prostate massage and butt stuff for 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And so weekly, still 20 years in, I get emails that go something like, I've been touching my own butt my whole life. I know I really like it. I'm in an amazing marriage. We have a great sex life, but I really want butt play, but I would never dare ask my wife, because what if she's upset about it? Or what if she thinks I'm gay? Or what if she's grossed out? Or what if, what if, what if, right? That fear that holds us back from naming our desires. So much of that voice is like, well, what if they're not into it? Mm -hmm. And so part of what we want to say on this episode is, you know, what, what if, right? Like, how do we manage mismatched kink? And actually come to expect it. I think that's actually a really generous approach, Charlotte. It's not like a skeptical approach. Um, it's assuming we will have some places we fit. Mm-hmm. And I get right, the word match. Because like a match has to be like a perfect yeah. fit.
1: But that just sets us up for already disappointment right. and con- and like problematizing it. What
0: a lofty ideal. <laughs> that is completely unrealistic. Um, so what is a more realistic, compassionate approach to figuring out how you fit. And for many, many years, we've talked about the Venn diagram of your desires, right? Like, I love Venn diagrams as a geeky kid, how they kaleidoscope together. And you can think about the color overlays of like, where your current active desires meet your partner's Mm -hmm. current active, not only desires, but capabilities, Mm -hmm. capacities, Because the truth is these things are not linear either. It's not like you are or aren't into something. Yeah, You could be really into something and not currently capable or interested in playing with it right now. Mm -hmm. But it might be something you look forward to down the road. Um, So again, this word mismatched, we need to kind of really dissolve that and think about how do we have these conversations where you each own your individual like this is what's real for me right now as an erotic being on our last episode, we were talking about the erotic journey we're all Mm -hmm. on. Um, and how the more we kind of own that journey and equip ourselves for it and allow for it, we can really go to some amazing places and have a really safe, cozy home to come home to. Um, but in kink that conversation gets so vulnerable because these conversations become so loaded And one of the fears there. So it's not just like, do we match? Will you not want what I want? But it's like, will you reject me for what I want? Will I lose your love altogether? And that's the shame, right? Um, And so we need to attend to that before we get vulnerable and really lay our all over fantasies out on the table.
1: That's so real. Like that is always the fear. It's like a fear of belonging, a fear of being rejected and pushed away and the the pain of that. And that is a real fear and concern mm-hmm. um, in a lot of situations. So we don't want to undermine mm-hmm. that or say that it doesn't exist or that it's something to step over. Um, it is
0: something to attend to. Mm hmm.
1: So if we take away the idea that we're going to be a perfect fit with
0: someone. but Even the the most compatible of partners, Mm -hmm. right? Even your dream life partner. There are going to be ways your kinks don't fit and don't match. And that's got to be okay. Yeah. And the question has to be, how can we play?
1: Yeah. What do we want to do? What else exists beyond you and I? And how do you want to explore that if you want to explore it? Because there are hundreds of ways of exploring kink. And let's also just say that kink is completely subjective. Like yes. what is somebody's kink? Like you were yes. talking about anal play earlier. That is not a kink for some people. And that is extremely edgy and yep. emotionally risky for some people. Yep. So let's just put that in this, in this field mm-hmm. that it's completely what is edgy and uh, for you. Mm-hmm. And that counts. That matters. It doesn't matter what other people are doing. Yep. So we want to be tender with our vulnerabilities. And that's also part of the charge and the excitement that they carry Mm
0: -hmm. um and that all relationships have all of this difference and some people are like you know think about boating right like in the boating world both people might be super into boating and happy to spend all weekend on the boat and all of their extra money on the boat and orient all of their vacations around the boat and some boating couples might one person is the boat geek and the other person likes to get on the boat once in a while and sunbathe Right. Like and they do different
1: things on the boat
0: and other people, the partner might not ever get aboard the vessel yeah. and that's okay because it's what your partner is into. And so that whole spectrum of you're going to be totally kink compatible and a kink geeky couple with your partner um, to right. You might be a one person kink relationship. And I'm reminded, uh, I think about this couple all the time. We, we, Charlotte and I, in the early years of Pleasure Mechanics, spent years driving around the country and teaching workshops in different sex stores and communities and uh, staying with different people. And we traveled for a good part of three or four years. Mm -hmm. And one of the couples we stayed with on one of these epic journeys... um, The man we knew was a kink educator, made leather toys, had a whole garage workshop full of leather and kink gear. Um, That's how we knew him was through the sex world. He was a renowned kink educator. And we met his lovely partner. And they welcomed us into their home and showed us around. And we noticed this. uh, And we had all sorts of stories just by meeting them, like how they might play together and what roles they had. Like we made all of this up and then they had this whole room like a greenhouse and they had all these different varieties of aloe and I kind of gushed and it was the partner's gardening stuff. And I kind of gushed like, Oh, I really love getting kinky with aloe too. Like aloe is one of my favorite sex toys. How do you use it? And he looked at me and blushed and was like, Oh honey, we are a mono kinky family. Like he's kinky. I am not at all. We never play that way. I just like my plants. And it was totally fine. And we had this like big laugh about it. And all of my assumptions dissolved in that moment, including the assumption that if one person in a lifetime 30 plus year partnership was full time kinky, then of course, their partner must be kinky, like, right. And I think it's that assumption that we hold inside ourselves of like, You know, and I think some very popular sex podcasts that shall not be named, um, but can sometimes be very savage in their advice, um, (laughs) talks about sexual compatibility all the time, right? And sexual compatibility is also important. And I think that is true sometimes. But what sexual compatibility means is actually also really variable. And what actual compatibility means is we're both content, happy, satisfied, feel fulfilled, feel met, feel understood, feel safe in this relationship. It doesn't have to mean you're the same at all. So that means you get permission to be as freaky as you want to be, as into sex or as not into sex as you want to be and still be loved. (sighs) What if that were true? right? And we acknowledge that's not always the climate of everyone's relationships. And we get that email from you too, all the time, that says things like, I came out to my wife about wanting this. And she called me a freak and a perv and won't talk to me anymore. Mm. And what then, then maybe you need a therapist, then maybe you need some intervention, you need to have a serious conversation about how safe you both are within that relationship. And what else is being left behind? Right? What are you shooting on and what expectations and what scripts and roles that have been assigned to you um, might you be struggling with within that relationship? But I digress. But I think this piece
1: that we can have such divergent interests potentially is... It's just important to be with again for another minute. If people have hobbies, if somebody's really into golf, if somebody's really into whatever, fishing, you mm-hmm. know, you would expect people to spend time and energy and resources mm-hmm. to go do that for a certain amount of time. And no one problematizes it. Yeah. It's because we're talking about sex, we're talking about kinky sex, that there is a whole bunch layers of conscious and unconscious judgment, shaming, um, discomfort yeah. with the morality of it, the okayness of it. you know we've had mm-hmm. done other podcasts about all of the things that kinkiness can bring up for many of us. But it is just important to recognize and understand that we're we're seeing kink through that lens and if we were to take that away it's just like oh, it's another interest, something other hobby you want to explore with your body, mm-hmm. maybe with other people, maybe not maybe we do it together. but it it's just kind of gives it a slightly lighter frame, I
0: think. Mm. And we can aspire to that kind of non-judgmental non-shaming stance especially around kinky sex or um, these you know perverse desires that may have been held inside and never named out loud before that is so tender that is so vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, and we don't always receive the most kind compassionate responses to that And so that's part of why we wanted to have this specific conversation. And as you said, we have so many episodes that um, kind of piggyback or branch off of this conversation. And we always try to load the show notes with links to other episodes where you can continue the conversation. Um, And remember, be in touch with us about how things land so we can inform future conversations. Um, But yeah, I think like the most compassionate place we can start is let's be real let's be honest with each other um, and start a conversation about what might be exciting to explore next what is calling your name what is that kind of as we said in the last episode that erotic journey that you want to go on and then how do we at least support If we can't go on that journey together, can you pack snacks for one another? Mm. And if you can't pack snacks, you can maybe at least like root them on and be home when they come home. And these journeys don't always have to be like playing with other people or going to big kink events like that is there for the folks that are ready for it. It can just be giving yourself permission to start a kinky Instagram account where you follow different accounts and learn about your kink. It can be finding online information and doing it in like a shame-free, not secretive way that integrates it into your relationship. And you can kind of like joyfully tease one another about the things that you're not into, Um I don't know if this is too lofty a picture to be painting for people, you know?
1: Well, I think where we w- I feel like what I want to share is just this idea that any desires we have around kink have to start within our own selves and have acceptance. And then it can kind of inch out from there. We can choose to watch porn or read erotica or follow Instagram accounts, as you said. And then we can kind of, build our circle of trust with ourselves and getting okay with it and then sharing it with people. And then there can be so many different creative ways to explore our kink with someone else while also honoring their boundaries. And there there's a lot of creativity and a lot of a lot of interesting ways we can we can attend to that. And maybe we can talk about that more after the sponsor break
0: beautiful idea my love okay (laughs) why don't we do just that (laughs) this week we are welcoming a new sponsor that I have welcomed into my own body to test out for you all because you know we only recommend products that we know and use and love ourselves Um, we want you to have toolboxes equipped with only the best for your erotic journeys And so I was thrilled to give this next one a try, a test drive for you all in service to communal erotic pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, I tested out and loved, and I'm here to recommend... Morgasm CBD infused arousal lube. This was a beautiful experience. It's a hundred percent hypoallergenic water-based lube. So you can use it with toys. You can use it for hand play. You can use it for fucking with condoms. It's a beautiful slippery lube that brings lovely sensation through the power of CBD, which is a cannabis derived product, but it's not THC. It's not going to get you high. It's not gonna, you know, make you fail your drug test. So don't worry, mom. <laughs> and it was something I really enjoyed playing with. And as Charlotte knows, we are very picky about what goes in and on our bodies. And I was really mm-hmm. delighted with this. And I carry a little sample of it now everywhere I go. Mm. Um, and whether you are highly orgasmic, or just starting to wake up sensation, uh, orgasm can really enhance your journey and be a great tool for your play. Right now for listeners of this show, our new sponsor Morgasm is offering 15% off your order when you enter the code pleasure at morgasm.com. That's www.morgasm.com. Com, Morgasm, drop the e and come more often with Morgasm, and you will find this link in the show notes. But use the code Pleasure at Morgasm.com. Explore this beautiful tool and let us know how it feels. You will find this link in the show notes and at PleasureMechanics.com/toolbox. That's www.morgasm.com and use the code Pleasure to get 15% off this Pure Fire CBD arousal lubricant morgasm.com use the code pleasure. You'll find this link in the show notes and at pleasuremechanics.com slash toolbox. So thinking about mismatched kink, right? Like I think we kind of got into a lot of the fears and the worries about what happens if my kinky self is mismatched, especially right if you're in a long term relationship. And this is something we've been thinking about for a long time and how I actually designed our entire kink course was from this presumption that your life has a big context, right? The relationship you're in, um, how you two fit together, but also your access to time and privacy, right? Like I'm looking at the floggers hanging behind my beautiful wife who loves me to use them, and we rarely do because they make a ton of noise. So that doesn't really work when our kid is home, right? And the kinds of play you want to do may or may not be compatible with your life right now. And that's also the match we're talking about with kink. We all have different sides of our kinky selves and our desires. And we need to figure out what fits and what we have access to right now in the relationship we're in, within the commitments we have
1: within the boundaries of the relationship we have too. like we want to honor whatever relationship you have and what works for people and what makes people feel safe. And so we want to center that if that is important in your context.
0: So I want to talk about two main strategies there. One is unpacking kinks Mm. to find out where the compatibilities might be. And the second is outsourcing kink within boundaried relationships, whether you're poly or monogamous or single. Right. Every relationship situation has its boundaries. So how do we get creative there? Honor those boundaries, still get our needs met. Mm -hmm. Um, But for (laughs) okay, in the next 10 minutes, (laughs) let's go. Um, But the first one, unpacking kink. And we do a lot of this in the kink course. And, you know, this podcast, we want to just tell you about the courses. And if you're ready, you're ready. You know, pleasuremechanics.com slash kink is the kink course. You'll find it there. But part of what we walk you through and what's available to all of us is like kinks are not whole package deals, right? So we talked last time about an over-the-knee spanking or a very rough sex kink or... Um, role playing kink, right? Like what if your partner is really into drama and role playing, and you are just not a theater kid, right? Like, that is a mismatch. And it might be a really gentle mismatch. But your partner wants to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk in bed. And you're like, can I just get some quiet? Right? And so the mismatches don't have to be dramatic to have to be negotiated. And we can start unpacking what we talk about when we disclose our kinks when we start talking about our desires. Um, what parts of that kink are most important to you? Why do they matter to you? What do you find pleasurable? How do they make you feel? Because if we get to the heart of how you want to feel, then that's an invitation to your partner to be like, aha, I have an idea. There's no way I'm into what you're first describing. But what if I do this, this and this? right? And that might tend to some of those desires and how you want to feel in new and creative ways you haven't even thought of before. So for example, with the, the heavy talker and the I just need some quiet. Um, what if you read erotica out loud in bed? So the person that wants to hear your voice wrapped around sexy words, you get to read, but the words are already on the page, you don't have to make anything up. And as they go down on you, you're just reading out loud some of their favorite erotica. Can you do that? And that might be a big yes. And it might activate some part of your voice you didn't even know was there. And one word might jump out of the dialogue that as you say it, your partner, right, like gets hard inside you or their tongue starts moving faster and you gasp and you realize that this one word is the key to something that turns both of you on and all of a sudden, you know, a pirate fantasy is unraveling that is for both of you. Do you know what I mean? And like, so it's that curiosity and willingness to participate in some way that might be the portal to a whole new world for both of you. But that was by unpacking in the first place. And it's like, yeah, I'll never be the dirty talker you want me to be, but maybe I can offer you my voice. Mm. Or what if you listen to headphones and put on Dipsy, a longtime sponsor of this podcast, and they listen to an erotic story while you listen to the serene music in the room? Does that feel connecting or does that feel like it takes you further away from one another? Only one way to find out. Cue something up and play, right? We have to be willing to experiment, find out what
1: works. I love this so much because there's so many ways we can start exploring solo in our own minds, in our fantasies. Um, getting erotic input that feeds and and tends to that kink. And like, validates it. Yeah, like exactly. Whatever That's you're the, yeah.
0: excited about, it's okay. It and is. there's other people super into it.
1: And yeah. So as Chris was talking about this unpacking, if we can look at what some of the elements of the kink that you're interested in is, can you pull apart a few of the qualities or experiences and see if you can play with one element with a lover and see if that nourishes and tends to invalidates the experience that you're wanting to have
0: Mm -hmm. like another example that's coming to mind a lot of people have like you know uh, exhibitionist kink Mm. but we live in a very sex phobic culture with a lot of sex laws and no one wants to get arrested and so this is a place a lot of people you know they have fantasies but um, and we have a great episode it's a long time ago episode on outdoor sex Mm. and how not to get caught um, but something like getting a hotel room with a big sweeping ocean view. Mm. So you can make love right in front of that window and the door is open and you feel the wind on your skin, but there's no one looking in. And if they are, they're eight flights down and that's on them. Um, but right, like that thrill, like, can you meet there? And with the, the tenderness to be like, it's okay. I understand why you might want to be fucked in the middle of Times Square Ain't never going to happen, not in this lifetime at least. But how do we kind of capture the spirit of that? Mm. Or even while we're making love, as we always do in our own bed, I'm going to lean in and whisper, you know, all these people are around and they're watching you. Like, don't look now. But there's so many people looking at us. But I'm going to keep going because there's no way I could stop now. Mm. I'm giving myself shivers. I don't like that kind of, um, if we can make those imaginative leaps, then anything is possible. Mm -hmm. That's a skill set. It develops over time. It's something we need to practice. It's something like I, even after my whole lifetime as a sex educator, um, I have a new lover recently and they have places where I have to like be in my growth edges and, That's so thrilling for me to realize like no matter who we meet, like when we take on a new lover or go on a new erotic journey of our own, or even just open ourselves to the vulnerability of admitting something turns us on, like being willing to feel that thrill, um, the tenderness of that growth is so um, alive yeah. And I'm, I am thinking of that vibrant green of new growth, right. Mm. And how tender it is, like, yeah. it's very soft, but so rich with vibrancy, and full of potential and promise, mm. right. Um, so how do we feel that and then share that vulnerable edge together? Right. And what else, you know, we do need to wrap up. Oh, we didn't talk about outsourcing. Mm. I really just want to talk quickly about that because we are poly. We've been talking about that more and more just because we've always been honest with you. And after 15 years of being basically a devoted couple, um, we opened again to poly. We were poly when we met. We're poly now. Not everyone is poly. Not everyone's. Most people are monogamous, right? And we get that within monogamy. How do we outsource and allow for other erotic influences. This might be an OnlyFans creator that specializes in your kink, right? I have recently met someone who really loves shaved heads and women shaving their heads, right? So he asks me to send pictures of me shaving their heads, but we are not like in that relationship. And so he has content creators that shave their heads for him. And he pays them to shave their heads and finds it very fulfilling right? And so and he can make requests about like, what lipstick color he wants, and the music in the background, and he gets his fantasy fulfilled for, you know, a price that is affordable for him and his lifestyle. Um, So that is a possibility, right? Bespoke kink content just for you from a creator you have an ongoing relationship with. Could your partner agree to that? That might be really edgy for some couples. So let's walk in in a bit. Reading erotica, listening to stories on Dipsy, um, Dipsystories.com/slash/pleasure, and you'll get 30 days free trial. Um, <laughs> um, Watching porn together or alone, yep. right. But just like that, allowing yourself to watch specialized porn, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, writing your own erotica, like writing down your own fantasies and weaving them into a story joining a online chat board like a reddit Mm. if you're not so much a visual person but you love talking about your kink and geeking out about your kink there's a reddit board for just about anything and you may never play with it in person but it can be an integrated part of your life just like you can be a boat geek and never step foot on a boat but know everything about them you might long for that boat but you might live in a landlocked state and never travel to the ocean Or you might go once in your lifetime for the trip of a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that all has to be okay. And we like what we like, and we're into what we're into, and we have freedom to explore. And I really want folks to feel that permission to explore fearlessly and shamelessly. And one of the pieces to that, not the whole puzzle, one of the pieces to that is understanding that there's no such thing as perfectly matched kinky partners. We all have mismatched kinks, mismatched with one another and with the context and situations of our lives. And even things like ceiling height, I wish I could swing those floggers more often. And for now, I look at them as beloved objects of something I love and trust as part of my life, right? And our kinks are sacred parts of us. They tell a story of who we are, what we desire, um and something really sparkly in there for all of us to discover right so
1: how can we accept them within ourselves and then find creative ways to express them to Mm -hmm. give space to them in whatever way makes sense within the context and relationships of your life Mm -hmm. because we really feel like that is better than just closing it down like accepting and giving it a little space and being creative (laughs) (laughs) about what that could look like for you can it might
0: be better it might be complicated maybe it'll give you more breathing room um try it out and let us know how it goes you will find other episodes in the show notes to this one And please be in touch with us. Leave us a rating, a review on iTunes, respond to episodes on Spotify, and explore your kinks with us in a guided step-by-step course at pleasuremechanics.com slash kink. And we will see you next time here on the Speaking of Sex podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure.